Stand tall when the heat is on. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on in Luke's Gospel. Today we're starting chapter 3 and we're going to be studying verses 1 through 7. Jesus is now um, being shifted from... Uh, his initial trial in front of the religious teachers of the law and the chief priests, and they are taking him off to Pilate. And uh, the pressure continues, um, the questions and the um, lies continue pouring in, and we'll see that happening today. Again, his uh, identity is the thing at the core, although his accusers Uh, make some things up to make it look like he is a political subversive, uh, which is just simply not true um, in the sense of um, doing blatant things to go against uh, the civic law. Um, But they are trying everything they can to get him uh, to to, uh, slip up, to get him uh, to appear as though he is a troublemaker uh, in front of those who can make decisions about his destiny. Um, And so uh, today we're going to be studying uh, verses 1 through 7. The thing that occurs to me as Jesus is standing uh, before these leaders and facing trial, um, the thing that occurs to me is that if one's integrity, one's personal integrity is intact, um, one does not have to go to great measures to defend themselves in the sense that the truth will bear itself out. Um, Accusers lie and make things up and have an angle that they're working when they're opposing someone. Um, And if your integrity is intact and you've done nothing wrong, uh, the truth will bear itself out. And actually it does in this scenario that we're going to read about today. And so Jesus was standing before Pilate again with his full integrity intact. He had done nothing wrong. And his accusers uh, were um, trumping up charges uh, to make him appear a certain way uh, to Pilate. And uh, all of us face scenarios at different times in our lives when our integrity is being challenged. And if you're living a true and good and honest life, um, if there are no uh, doors open to particular character flaws or issues in your life, uh, then when the heat is on, you can stand uh, tall because you have nothing to hide and the truth ultimately will bear itself out. And so I think uh, that's the core message here as I read these verses today. Uh, But there are some other things that uh, I want to touch on as we go through the text. Uh, But as always, before we get into the Word, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Uh, We're grateful for your love. We're grateful for your mercy. We're grateful for your grace. And uh, we see in the account uh, that Luke shares of the events leading up to Jesus' crucifixion, we see his strength on display in quiet and powerful ways. And Lord, when we face trouble in our lives, um, if our t- integrity is intact, then we too can stand tall um, and uh, face the challenges, uh, knowing in our hearts that uh, we've done nothing wrong and we have nothing to hide. And so, Lord God, help us to be people of integrity. Help us to be people whose character is intact and uh, people 
um, whom others um, can say nothing negative um, other than the things that they make up. <laughs> and so, Lord, we give you thanks uh, that you're a God who leads us and guides us. We pray, Lord, that you would, in fact, be uh, our leader and our guide, that we would um, allow you uh, to take that place in our lives. And we can be confident that you will never lead us in the wrong direction or guide us on a path that is not your best for us. And so we give you thanks for your trustworthy uh, counsel and your good leadership in our lives. Father, speak to us through your word today, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is Luke 23, 1-7. The whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started here in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at the time. So the scene shifts from Jesus being in front of the religious council, and they are hammering down hard on the issue of his identity. He does not give them a direct answer to the question when they ask if he's the son of God. He says to them, you say that I am. (laughs) He's not denying it, but he's not giving them what they want. And now he's been uh, dragged in front of Pilate, and they're making accusations, starting in verse 2. They said that we have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar. Now, that's just a lie. You'll remember in an earlier part of Luke's gospel, the religious leaders challenge him on this very issue of civic duty, civic responsibility. And Jesus, in that moment of teaching, asks someone to bring him a coin. He said, whose face is on the coin? They say, Caesar's. Jesus says, render to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And so what he was saying is, fine and good, Caesar can have your coins, Caesar can have his share of your wealth, but God gets your heart. And so he was actually upholding uh, the idea that Christians, that followers of God, have a responsibility to carry out their civic duty and their um, civic responsibilities, paying taxes and voting and being participating to the degree that their participation does not cause them to go against their conscience and against their faith stance. Um, and so it's just a lie that they're saying he was suggesting that taxes should not be paid. He didn't say that at all. And they're uh, saying that he claims to be a Messiah, a king. Now, there are places throughout Luke's gospel where Jesus uh, lifts the shades on his true identity and where it emerges, uh, sometimes through the spouting off of a person who's possessed by an impure spirit and the spirit within them recognizes Jesus as Um, Almighty God (laughs) recognizes Jesus for who he truly is, and he announces his identity in in those scenarios. And Jesus often silented uh, those impure spirits and forbid them from talking out loud. 
Um, and there were other times when Jesus announced it himself uh, in quiet conversations with his disciples, and sometimes quite publicly. You'll remember when he was teaching in the temple, and he was reading from the scroll of Isaiah, and he says, Today in your hearing, this scripture has been fulfilled. And so Jesus was, at times, lifting the, the, the shades on his identity. And so he didn't back away from uh, the claim that he was the Messiah, um, but he also did not explicitly say it. Um, and so in this scenario too, Pilate uh, puts his identity on display and makes it again part of the core issue of, of the uh, questioning in his court. And he says, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus, again, much like he did the, the time with the uh, being in front of the religious leaders, he doesn't give a direct answer. He simply says, you have said so. Now, Pilate discerned in that moment that there really was nothing about Jesus' character and integrity or anything about him as a person that would warrant a charge against him. In fact, he even tells them that. He says, I find no basis for a charge against this man in verse 4. But they insisted, and they're ratcheting things up, and they're amping things up. He's, they said, he stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. <laughs> of course, because he's teaching truth in ways they've never heard it before. It says he started in Galilee and has come all the way here. And he's in Jerusalem now, as you know. And so, um, of course, when people hear truth, it's going to stir them up. It's going to awaken something in them. It's going to attract them. It's going to draw them. And the same is true today. When the truth of the gospel is preached with honesty and integrity, it stirs people up. It grabs their attention. It awakens something in them because they've not heard this kind of teaching before. They've not heard this kind of truth before. And if the Holy Spirit is working and drawing them to the Lord, it's going to stir them. It's going to awaken them. And uh, on hearing this, Pilate saw a way out of taking responsibility for dealing with this situation when he heard that Jesus was a Galilean. And uh, that put him under Herod's jurisdiction. And so he washes his hands of it and sends Jesus off to Herod. And so rather than being bold and shutting things down, he kicks the can down the road to Herod and makes it uh, Herod's decision. And we'll pick up on that tomorrow as we move on in the passage. Um, The thing that stands out so starkly here is that Jesus' integrity um, stood up in the face of this trial. And Pilate could find no reason to charge him, and so he passes passes Jesus on to the next authority. Um, He doesn't want to be the one that has to decide Jesus' fate because he sees that Jesus has done nothing wrong. And the same is true for us, my friends. If we live with integrity and we live with honesty and we have nothing to hide, then our accusers can do nothing to bring us down. All right, my friends, I hope you find some encouragement from these words today and that the Lord will lift and inspire you as you continue to consider them in your hearts. God bless.